Welcome! This is the CGMI Living Springs Gospel Podcast. Stay tuned as you listen to the Word of God. This morning I'm talking about um, raising godly singles. Raising godly singles. I don't want to just say raising them, being a godly single. Hallelujah. And I will start with a general thought. I'll start with a general thought and I will now narrow it down. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't want you to be distracted. I want you to stay with me. I want you to be writing. Today's message is not just for singles. So this message is also for married people. Hallelujah. Today's message is for who? If you talk, you know, you know when I'm preaching, I like an active church, right? The only reason I'm not coming down is because of aesthetics of the video. But I think as the thing is going down, I won't come down. I'm talking to married people also. I'm talking to single parents. I'm talking to widows. I'm talking to widowers. I'm talking to divorced people. The reason why I'm starting like this is because Paul said to Timothy that the church of God is the pillar and ground for truth. Can you please project that scripture for me? The church of God is the pillar and ground for truth. So I don't care. Everybody knows when it comes to, when it comes to me and the authority of God's word, I don't care what you believe before. I don't care who taught it to you. I don't care the cultural nuance. Once it stands against the word of God, I'm going to proclaim the word. I will always choose the word of God first. Hallelujah. The word of God comes, supersedes every other thing, whether palatable or unpalatable to you. The only thing that shifts ground to the word of God, the word of God does not shift ground to meet you. You are the one that will align yourself to the word of God. So that's what I'm saying. I'm talking to everybody because as I was studying, I discovered that I had to, I had to, I had to behave myself too. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. So my opening thought is this, and I want you to write it down, that the instructions and the requirements of the Lord are not shackles or chains, but guardrails. The instructions of the Lord is not a chain or a handcuff for you. It's not a handcuff. No, that's not what it is. It is a barrier. It is a protection for you. So if you have, if you've ever, you have ever gone off, okay, a bridge, like Third Mainland Bridge, on the bridge, there's a very nice road. There's a, the, the bridge is a very nice idea to take us from one side of the water to the other, right? But on that bridge, there are guard, what? Rails. Imagine you going there and say, why this, why this thing even there yourself? You know they let me drive my motor to where? Right? Say, I want to speed there. This thing, I want to near that side. But this guardrail, if they affect, you understand? They affect the speed where I want to speed. I won't go that lane. So made a commode. Made a commode the guardrail. It's inhibiting my, my, my freedom. Where will, you end, where will you land? Where will you land? They will be doing res- they, are, they are doing rescue mission now for one Loma truck this afternoon. You will be part of the people that they are trying to rescue. That's if you survive. So the word of God, a lot of times Christians, when it comes to things that, are, that, are, that have to do with our life and how we live it, the way we approach the word of God, we approach the word of God like he's trying to hold us into bondage. 
The word of God is not holding us into bondage. It is rather protecting us from ourselves and from the consequences of life. The reason why I'm saying this is that it's the first thought. And I'm going to do a... I'm going to do, try to do justice to it by telling you the story of Samson. Hallelujah. I'm going to show you things from the story of Samson. So let us do a quick read. Number 6 from verse 1 to 12. You will read scripture very well so that I can flow later. Number 6 from verse 1 to 12. Then the Lord spake to Moses saying, preach with me. Speak to the children of Israel and say to them, either a man or a woman, when either a man or a woman consecrates an offering to take a vow of a Nazarite to separate himself to the Lord, what should happen? He shall separate himself from wine and what? Similar drink. He shall drink neither vinegar, because vinegar is made from grapes, vinegar made from wine, nor vinegar made from similar drink. Neither shall he drink any grape juice. As I know Gofi be Nazarite, I like grape juice. Any grape juice, nor eat fresh grapes or the dried ones, raisins. So I want to start with this by explain that opening thought. Each and every one of us is the New Testament Nazarite. May not have Dada, but you are separated. You have been consecrated unto the Lord. And that is why God calls you holy. God, like we've taught here, holiness is not based on act, but on function. Are we together? Uh -huh. I explained on Thursday how that the cup in the temple... In, in Solomon's temple, when it was taken into captivity, it was a, just a cup. It was in storage. Nothing happened. But the day that Belshazzar took that cup and decided to throw a party with it and drink with it, right? Because that cup was not set for the use for which it was prescribed for, there was punishment because the cup was holy. So if a cup set aside for the worship of God can be holy, how much more you, who is a royal priesthood, so each and every one of us, follow me or stay with, please stay with me. Don't, don't allow something come and take your mind away. People walking up, no, 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 no. Each and every one of us is a New Testament Nazarite. So I'm not saying don't drink grape juice. Understand the flow of the thought. I'm not saying don't drink grape juice or, or wine. For some people are already saying, ah, pastor, we are going to party this afternoon. We are going to eat wine for with Sunday. I'm not asking what I'm saying. But know that you have been consecrated unto the Lord. Verse 3. Next verse, please. All the days of his separation, he shall eat nothing that is produced by the grapevine from seed to skin. Next verse. All the days of the vow of his separation, no razor shall come upon his head until the days are fulfilled for which he separated himself to the Lord. He shall be what? Holy. Then he shall let the locks of his hair grow. Let's, you can read up to verse 12. I want to just quickly go. Go to the next verse. The next book we are going to read. We are going to read Judges 13. Judges 13. Judges 13 and Judges 14. Quickly. I will just select some verses for us to read from Judges. Judges 13 
verse 2. Now there was a certain man from Zorah and of the family of the Danites, whose name was Manoah. And his wife was barren and he had no children. And the angel of the Lord appeared to the woman and said to her, Indeed you are barren and have borne no children, but you shall conceive and bear a son. Now therefore, please be careful not to drink wine or similar drink and not to eat anything unclean. For behold, you shall conceive and bear a son and no razor shall come upon his head. For the child shall be a Nazarite to God from the womb. And he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hands of the Philistines. Verse, verse 13. So the angel of the Lord said to Manoah, Of all that I said to the woman, let her be careful. She may not eat anything that comes from the vine. Nor may she drink wine or similar drink, nor eat anything unclean. All that I have commanded her, let her observe. Verse 24. So the woman bore a son and called his name Samson. And the child grew, and the Lord blessed him, and the spirit of the Lord began to move upon him at Mahane Dan, between Zorah and Eshtal. Verse 14, chapter 14. Now Samson went down to Timnah, and saw a woman in Timnah of the daughter of the Philistines. So he went up and told his father and mother, saying, I have seen a woman in Timnah of the daughter of the Philistines. Now, therefore, get her to me as a wife. Number one problem. That was the first problem. Because in the book of Deuteronomy, God had told Moses to tell the children of Israel that when they get to the land, that they should not intermarry with the people of the land. And this was someone who was born to free the children of Israel. His first order of business in stepping into marriage was to break the number one rule. Do not go into the other people. Praise Jesus. So let us read what, what, what God told them in Deuteronomy so that we can have a little bit clarity of clarity why God says, said they should not marry. Deuteronomy 7 verse 1 to 4. Remember, what's the first thought? The instruction of the Lord are not chains, but they are what? God rules. The instruction of the Lord are not chains, but they are what? The instructions of the Lord are not chains or shackles, but they are what? Guardrails. Deuteronomy 7, verse 1 to 4. When the Lord, your God, brings you into the land which you shall you go to possess and has cast out many nations before, before you, the Hittites and the Gigashites and the Amorites and the Canaanites and the Perizzites and the Hevites and the Jebusites, seven nations might greater and mightier than you, what shall you do? And when the Lord your God delivers them over to you, you shall conquer them and utterly destroy them. You shall make no covenant with them, nor show mercy to them. Next verse. Nor shall you make marriages with them. You shall not give your daughter to their son, nor their daughter for your son. Next verse. For this is the reason. God does not just guardrail. Everybody say guardrails. Everybody say guardrails. For they will do what? Turn your sons away from following who? Me. To serve other gods. So the anger of the... The problem is that you shall not even turn your sons. The problem is not them turning your sons. You can turn your sons for all I care. But this is the real problem. That the anger of the Lord will not be aroused 
against you and destroy you suddenly. God was trying to save a nation, save a people by putting that law in place. The instructions of the Lord are not bondages or shackles, but they are what? Guardrails. Hallelujah. My wife knows anytime I start to lay foundation like this, it means I want to offend you. Praise Jesus. It means that there are some things that I'm going to say that I'm not going to agree with. But they are guardrails. You don't have to follow them. They are guardrails. Singles, everyone, singles especially. In this postmodern world, I've discovered that a lot of people want the warmth and the warmth and the warm love of the Lord. But they don't want his chastisement. They don't want his instructions. So you see people say, I love you, Lord, for your mercy never fails me. But you can't judge me. You cannot tell me what to do. You cannot give me advice on who to date or how I should conduct my relationship or whether I should be counseled before marriage or whether counseling is important or whether I should... Are, are we together? The truth of this is, is that the chastisement of the Lord is part of his love. For scripture says that he who the father loves, he chastises. Your father cannot be seeing you going to do bad things. I say, Father, I know you love me so much, but just leave me to kill myself. Leave me to, to truncate, to make a train wreck, to, rail, to, to, to derail my life. No. And because we serve as custodians or oracles or people of the Lord over you. Sometimes we give you advice that you will take or you will not take. We cannot, you are not children. Singles, you are not children. So it's take it or leave it. Either way, like I jokingly tell people, when you make the mistake, I'm here. Oba no they go transfer. Oro no they fade. Even if they transfer me, wherever I am, you will, I will still here. And I have one thing for you. Hey, yeah. Sorry, the Lord is with you. And those who know me very well know that I'm an expert at telling people sorry. Praise Jesus. You cannot want the love of the Lord but not want his correction. And the correction of the Lord is a dimension of the love of the Lord. So in order to fully walk in God's plan for you, you must submit your desires, your will, everything that is about you to the Lord. We are talking about families. And I want to talk to parents here. Now, for you to have a, sing, a godly single, you have, you, have ha, you have had to have exercised due diligence from childhood to teenagehood. Because in singlehood, your child does not send you again. All the things and all the power that you have over your child is gone. Say, I'm, I'm not paying your school fees. Your child is working in Google. It's not, it's there. You cannot leave this house before 10 o'clock. Your child is not living with you. Your child is living maybe in, 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 in Prague or in London, working for Amazon. Yeah, they pray for At that point in time, a parent has only prayer to contribute to the ministry. Because it's how we disown you, now you lose. Whether the child is successful or the child is not successful, now you still lose. Your effort is wasted. So a parent... And I'm talking to singles because you'll be parents too. You must, accept, from that teenage age till when they come and come into singlehood, it's very important for you. A lot of us sitting down here know the last time you collected your mother or your father's advice. A lot of singles, you know. You know the things you do now that you are no longer with your father and your mother. 
But even if you don't have the counsel of your father and the mo your mother, remember that the instructions of the Lord are not shackles, they are guardrails. Let me tell you, those of you who like clubbing, the more you club and the more you drink, you are exerting stress on your liver. For ladies, you start to look older. It's just the truth. Whether people, that's why I say I will offend you. They say I'm not correct. I agree. I'm not politically, I don't want to, I want to be spiritually correct. You start to look older. You are stressing your organs. For those of you who like to smoke shisha, you are a chimney. You are doing well. Yes. You are going to get, very soon, you'll be 40, 50. Your body will phone you and you'll pick the call. Praise God. Before, I could drive. I would drive for long distances. Now, if I drive inside this, our traffic smoke, my back would be, you guys, you think would be pain me here. If so, if you like, be twerking. You are, you are exercising. <laughs> it will catch, you are, you are going to be 60 now. Are, be, are you not praying for God to give you long life? Long life is waiting for you. Are we together? The instruction of God is not a shackle. It's a guardrail. Your parents are talking. You say, yeah, you not concern me. Let me enjoy my... Let me give you a real, real, real story. It's a real story. I like to use myself as an example. My wife had begged me this morning not to use her as an example. Funny enough, I don't have any example of her. So when we were... When we just graduated from school, when we just started working, when we started living the life, we used to live in Lekki Phase 1. There was a saying we used to say then. They say, eh, we said, Solomon said, after I finished marrying 700 wives and 300 companies, now Kim is not telling us vanity upon vanity. Everything is vanity. And let me test too. Let me, so that me, I can write my own and say, ah, vanity upon vanity, everything is vanity. Some of those people that we said that to together never married it today. Because like we joke on, on the streets, you don't use your wife to get friends. Life. If it's paining you, it means that there's something you have to correct. If anything I'm saying is offending you, don't be offended. It means that you need to make adjustments in your life. Singles, you have to understand that this is your transit period between teenagehood and marriage. You may not have loved the way you were parented. You may not like your father. Say, I don't like what my father used to do. Good. I don't like the way my mother did. Good. Now you have an opportunity to groom yourself to make a marriage that you want. The marriage you envision is in your hands. And the way you live your life and the information you take in now is what is going to determine how that marriage will be. Are we together? I told my wife when we got married, I said, see, this marriage is not your father and mother's marriage. Neither is it my own father and, father and mother's marriage. And I know that both our parents have good marriages. This marriage is our marriage, and in this marriage, we'll chart the course for the next generation. Don't say, oh, eh, that's not how they used to do it in your house. I agree. But we work on the practicalities of this household and based on the word of God. And in that course, and that is what the scripture says, that a man shall leave his father and his mother, and he shall cleave to his wife, and he shall become one flesh. My mother knows, she watches my sermons, that she cannot tell me what, what to do in my house. The women are not like this. Yes, I will, I'm coming for you people too. They, she knows. My mother, 
when my mother comes to my house, without saying any of our houses, my, I am my elder brother's house, my mother, when my mother cooks, you know, when my mother cooks in the kitchen, let me tell you, she will cook for my wife, I'll be enforced to it. My mother will go and tell my wife, I've cooked though, please, you can go and, my mother will not dish the food, my mother will not save me. Why? It is not her house. How is it like that? My mother said, for those of you who don't know my story, I postponed my wedding twice. My mother said, the day I stood and I married against all odds, she said, that day she said, a man has come of age. This guy is a man. Because even her, she knows that if it were left to her, she cannot marry that marry. I stood. My wife was looking up and down. Reverend Duke was there. I asked her, I said, why are you looking? Why you they look up and down? I said, face front. We are seeing our vows. Face front, we are wedding today. You know what I'm trying to say? I'm talking to singles. What the authority you have is in your self-development and you making up your mind for, or for the kind of family and the kind of course you want to chart for your life. Now, they hear me. A lot of problems in modern marriages are caused by the problem you create from your singlehood. A lot of marriages have problems today because a lot of, when this husband and wife, daddy and mommy were single, they did not make some decisions. They made some mistakes. And you've taken that baggage, you've brought it, and you're now, whether you, unconsciously, you are transmitting that baggage to your children. And if you don't deal with it, it means that you, your children will deal with it if you don't start to even train them or equip them to deal with it. The instructions of the Lord are not shackles. They are guardrails. Lust not dealt with in singlehood will come up as adultery in marriage. Are you hearing me? The man you are following, if he are, the man that is toasting you, if he has not dealt with his lust, if he has not bridled his passion, he will cheat on you. There's nothing you will do. If he has not put himself under authority, your husband is angry. When he say, ah, I know like hey, your boyfriend. Now, he say, the verse, if the verse, nobody, if you talk to Ramu, say, but I love him. You are loving a demon. You are in love with a problem. You are in love with a dynamite. Every man must be able to, he's supposed to get person where if he no fear God. No, 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 he no even fear God. He must fear human being. And that person must not be father and mother because they feel die quick. Are you hearing me? Are you listening to me? Your man, a man, because the order of marriage is this, that God is under Christ. Christ is subject to, the man is subject to, the, to Christ and the man is under the woman. Some people like it, but the truth is this. If you read the Bible well and you read it well, I don't like saying it, but it's the truth. The woman was made for the man. Uh, woke people, you will not like it. The woman, the truth is, if you read your Bible well, the reason why God made woman was because he needed to feel a need in man. Are we together? Some of you want to be trophy wife. You are a problem. Or trophy. Problems in singlehood, not dealt with in singlehood, become catastrophes in a marriage. 
Even though you have a temper problem, start dealing with it now. Even though you are extravagant. I used to give this example in church. I have one anointing. I know how to spend money. Everybody, if you know me, you know me. You understand? If you, don't, if you have any money, you don't know, you don't know what to use. To, you, you, any, any money you are not using. Give it to me and say, Pastor, I love the way you are looking today. Spend it. And give me an account of how you spent it. When I tell you I spent the money, you'll be, you'll be angry that you gave the money to me. Because I will enjoy your money more than you would ever have thought of. When I wanted to get married, so when I, when, I be, when I became strong in the faith and I became a pastor, my wife was worried. Because she knew at the time, I will give up, I, if I come to church, I will give up to my last penny. I'm serious. I will give up to my last, what did I say? Penny. You understand? I just transmuted that enjoyment into the spiritual calling. Then she now looked at me and looked at me. Said, when we went for counseling, she told Reverend Duke, I can remember Reverend Odi. She have only one problem in this marriage. This man will give his whole money to God and we forget that we even us we are children of God. Yeah. She said, you'll give his own money. See how this person get a problem. This person is swallow generator. This person do this. Do this, do this. I, I, don't, I will not question you. I will not ask you. I will just say, I'll, I'll give you. So as a single man, before I got married, I had to learn financial prudence. I'm not doing, I'm not 100% now, but at least they never leave me because of, because, uh-huh. and nobody don't hear my voice say, they say food no day in my house. Are you listening to me? I had to deal with it. I had to start to put things in place to cater for that area of my life. I had to submit to the lordship of the Lord and to the authority of my wife. I'm saying it everywhere. I submit to, I, my wife is my director of finance. You, you understand? Apart from some small money, I used to hide and spend. I used to, <laughs> you cannot be getting married and say, eh, I know if they tell my wife how much. You, say, you don't have to tell your wife what you earn. You are the person that told you is a demon. You are dating a man, you don't know his inflow. You are in problem. Are we together? Are you hearing me? These are red flags. You say you are a big girl. No, you are a covetous person. Yes. Say you want to, your whole life, all you want to do is to buy bag, buy hair, be on Instagram, party. You are not, you don't like to jay. The person who told you is deceiving you, is lying to you. You, you are dealing with covetousness. You see other people on Instagram and you, your blood pressure will rise. They have gone to Dunyash in, in Grandville. I know the man. They've gone to go and Dunyash. Somebody will, in, in this Lagos, somebody will do bomb bomb. Sorry, I said Nyash. Sorry, can you edit it? Somebody will do bomb bomb with two million in Lekki Vesma and we climb Okada. Are you not mad? Are you okay? You, you, you collect money from men, you do bomb bomb. You cannot, what's wrong with you now? Are you okay? You carry expensive wig on your head, you don't have sense. Are we together? You are dealing with covetousness and greed and envy and lust. And what is pending me is that some men, we want to go and hang their clothing where their hands no feel rich. That's the woman that's entering your eye. They will choke hand in your eye like Samson. So I've not finished talking about Samson, Seth. The, <laughs> what happened to... See, the problem of Samson was that Samson was consecrated to God 
And the first thing something did, it's always the number one problem I told you. He went to go and collect a woman that they said she should not marry. Number two, if you read numbers, you discover that there's a procedure for when a Nazarene or a Nazarite defiles himself. Are we together? There's a procedure under the law for what a Nazarite should do when they defile himself. Number two, they say uh, they should not drink wine or anything made with this thing. They went to, if you read what Timna is in verse 14, Timna is where there is wine and grapefruit, everything they say something should not do. That's the place he used to go and stay. But God in his mercy did not, did not, he did not allow this thing. Number three, they said a Nazarite cannot be near a dead body. If by mistake a Nazarite is here and somebody dies, a Nazarite must perform a ritual. Two turtle doves, you can go and read it at home. I don't have time again. Samson, go carry jawbone of an axe. Even though now God sent them key people, interact frolic with dead bodies, and he never performed the ritual. And if you study about the ritual in Numbers, is that they will shave their hair. But remember, during the period of the ritual, or the sacrifice, a Nazarene is still consecrated unto God. Do you understand? God is not a wicked God. You understand? So, something's real problem. The shaving of something's hair was just the straw that broke the camel's back. Are we together? It was just the straw that broke. Something had broken every rule. Every rule. They said, don't hear that body. Something, kill lion. Dead body. He was coming back. He saw honey inside. He, he said, No one near dead body like this. So he shook hand inside. He collected honey. He chopped and shared and for people made a chop. He now made redoul out of it. Are you listening to me? Do you understand? They said, Don't see. And I will tell you this by the Spirit of God. When you come for counseling, we'll ask you, are, are you sexually active? Some of you will lie. It's not a I'm not using, the truth is this. Pastors don't use that information for anything. It just helps us to know how to counsel you concerning the next steps you take in your, in your marital journey. It's not like I'm not going to say, ah, that one, that one, the narco. No concern me. I never solved my own problem for my house. Uh-huh. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? But the truth is, this, when God says don't commit fornication, it's not because he cannot forgive your sin. It's because when you fornicate, fornicate, you are a slave mama, you are collecting, collecting, you, you are a slave papa, you are giving, 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 you are going to enter a problem. One day you are going to get married. And a truth that a lot of sexually act, people who are sexually active before marriage will not tell you is this. If they say you should talk true, if they say everybody should talk true, before God do they stand, the sexually active people might tell you that their spouse is not, is not the person they've enjoyed sex with the most. Are you hearing me? Somewhere in their mind, there's one woman, one girl, or one guy, where they wipe like mad. They are managing you. Say, ah, baby, do you enjoy it? Say, oh, yes, oh, God. So that they don't hurt your ego. But they, in their mind, they say, this guy is a monkey. I'm telling you. I, my time is up. Praise God. My time is up. And I'm a man on that. I will keep to time today. I'll keep to time today. I'll continue the teaching in singles master class November. November 6th. November 6th, I'm coming to singles master class. Praise Jesus. But 
if there's anything you want to know is this, to leave marriage and tell people to come for that singles masterclass because there's a lot, I've not started talking. The recommended reading for this course, because I said I was going to give recommended, there are three books, if you are single, there are three books you, you must read. Three books you must read. If you are married, read it too if you've not read it. The first book I would recommend is Marrying Right by Bishop Odi Okundai. Odi Okundai, Marrying Right, one. Most of the things I'm saying, they are there. Number two, Understanding the Purpose and Power of Men by Miles Monroe, Dr. Miles Monroe, and read the, read the one for the women. Women, go and read the one for the men. Men, go and read the one for the women. Read it inversely. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, in singles masterclass, I'll come and I'll talk. But in, but the message is long. I've not even, I'm looking at, I've not even got into the place I'm supposed to get to. Okay. In conclusion, I'm not saying that you have to be perfect to get married. No. Anybody that tells you that is lying to you. But you must be willing to, to take the right steps to get married. You must have an honest evaluation about yourself to get married. Are we together? Honest evaluation to get married. Man, you cannot just be anyhow. Some people are in the wrong relationships because they don't understand themselves. Women don't follow a man that has not found himself. He does not, he does not know about his life work. That is not God's pattern. God has a pattern. Are we together for, to, to follow to get married? God has a pattern for a man to follow to get married. God has a pattern for a woman to follow to get married. If a man hasn't found himself, thank you, Daddy. If a man hasn't found himself, there's a high likelihood, thank you, sir, a high probability that he's picking you, you being picking you is the wrong choice. And it's going to cause problems later. Because a man must find identity and purpose and work before he finds a woman. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are we together? Are we together? Okay, so. I'm not going to shoot my time again. Please, as singles masterclass, I'll continue for men and women. But know this as I, this is the finally, 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 finally. Know this, please, I beg you. Women, you are a helpmate. Don't enter a, into a union with a man that is going to hold you down. Are we together? A woman is supposed to bring succor. A woman is supposed to compliment her man. That's why God made you. And when you excel at your duties, it, we, these days we are putting the cap before the horse. We are dragging head of house. Don't, don't excel in where you are. And this is the special message to those dating Yahoo boys. You are in problem. People are not going to be happy. You are dating a Yahoo boy, you are in problem. They don't say, eh, he really like God though. He won't first do small yahoo so that I go get money before you are in. The, 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 the value system is flawed. And the Bible says, if the foundation is destroyed, what shall the righteous do? It means that that man can do anything for money. One day he's going to use you for money. I profess, sorry. <laughs> One day the regular yahoo is doing is not going to be working. He will now want to do plus. And when he gets, it's not that he really planning in his mind that I want to use you. When he got there, they told him to do something. And at the end of the day, he has to give something he loved him. If he even loves you very much, more, very, very much, more problem for you because you are the first candidate they are going to use to do something. 
Hallelujah. 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 Don't marry from the Hittites. I used to tell people, and I've said it here before, people are angry with me. I don't believe a Christian should marry from any other religion. I don't believe. No matter how holy the person is, and I, I equate it to this, that you went to the mortuary and you carried a dead body and you want to marry. Why? Because every person that is not born again is dead. For when we were dead in our trespasses, that's what the Bible says. It's not me that said this Bible. So, Christian and Christian say that if you haven't go to church together, I won't hear small words that I can preach in today's service problem. You are still going to encounter challenges in marriage. You now go and carry somebody that does not have the same worldview like you, that does not submit to the same authority like you, you are in problem. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You will say, some women will say, when I marry, it's going to convert. It's not converting anything. If it's not convert, you are not the Holy Spirit. 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 The only person that can convert somebody is the Holy Are you Holy Spirit? Can we just stand up and just speak, pray? I wanted to pray for singles today. Even though you are single, come out. Come out. We prayed for teenagers last Sunday. I just want us to pray for singles. See, even though you are single, come out. Single in this context does not mean you are in a relationship. If you are not married, come out. <laughs> so what I'm saying is this. Do you know, and this is part of things I'm going to, stay in, I'm going to teach in singles masterclass. Do you know that there is no prescription for dating in the Bible? Everybody's looking at me like this. I, open your Bible. Genesis or Revelation, there's no, there's no place that they say, and Boaz dated Esther seven years before they married. In no day. I'm not saying dating is bad. The only instruction that we are giving, Paul to Timothy, is this. He said, young, he said Timothy, treat the women, treat the older women with respect, like you would treat your mother, and treat the younger women with is it respect, yes, and innocence. Let us open to that scripture. Does not mean I'm saying don't date. I'm just trying to show you something. First Timothy 5, verse 2. You are in a relationship. You, the, the thing is not sweeting you. There's a problem. They're not treating you with respect. The man knows they hear your voice. You cannot advise him. If he's angry, nobody can talk to him. And you are still what are you say you love him? Are you, are, you don't love him. Even if you love him, you don't love yourself. See what he said, what he said to Timothy. Treat your older women as mothers and your younger women as sisters with all purity. You, in your relationship, every other day, you are collecting or you are giving. Different things. This is not what the Bible says. Treat each other with purity. For, him, for you to treat each other with purity, it means that you esteem that person. It's not because your body is not, your blood flow has a problem. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm saying this thing specifically. Any man, every woman, any man that does not treat you with purity and respect is not your husband. Any man that is not making effort or trying, even if he's in this church, even if he's among people here, he's not your husband. Are we together? Any man that cannot treat a woman with purity and respect and esteem is not, cannot marry. Because he has not found himself. 
He's dealing with his self-esteem issues. Anytime when you know get money, you will invest. When you marry, who tells you you go always to get money? Do you understand? He said the man, a man is always angry when he don't get money he's in a bad mood. When you get married to him, so you think you will not be having money two for seven. It's a lie now. So that means that the day he does not have money, you use your face to hold. Or, or he will not, he will, he will emotionally abuse you. Hallelujah. Man cannot collect your advice. Then what, what are you doing there? I'm serious. A man cannot collect your advice. What are you, if he's not collecting your advice now that you're not married, that, you're, that he's collecting, is in that time not married. You will not. Your purpose there, your purpose there as a woman, your purpose there as a lady is a helpmate. Helper means that you advise, you will give counsel, you will promote. You understand what I'm trying to say? You, you, you understand what I'm trying to say? If he does not hear you, let me tell you, women. Ah. Men eh, treat every, every, men, men think, I've talked about that, think in, think in a straight line. They treat everything like a project. So, if you notice, when a man, when a man is ready to marry, now only marry, he's okay, I won't marry, I won't marry. Every girl he sees, he wants to marry. Have you noticed it? Say, you, I just meet you, after you must say, ah, I will marry you. Yes, I don't buy the ring. Hey, I won't marry, 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 marry. It's not, it's, not, it's not because he loves you. You are a project. Do you understand? And let me tell you the problem. When he accomplishes that project, bam, he moves on to the next. The next project might not be a woman. The next project might be work. That's why married women, you can attest that when your husband is zoned in work, when I'm working, even with the Holy Spirit, my wife does not talk to me. She's here, ask her. When she's like, so I used to, what I do, I take permission before I start the work. I say, babe, tomorrow, tomorrow, don't talk to me. You understand? Tomorrow, tomorrow. If you talk to me, anything you see like this, because I like told you, I'm expert in saying sorry. I've said sorry to the extent that they've asked me, do you even mean it? I'm just saying it. So when I walk, and it's like that for most men. So everything's a project. There's this contract that is chasing, or there's this thing he's thinking about sales, or he's closing stuff. You're not going to say, oh, baby, do you love me? Baby, do you... Come, what are you talking about? So if they are polite, they will say, if I don't love you, will I be? Oh. But when you get into the marriage, I'm not going to tell you that thing again. Say, come on, get out of here. Say, you are, you are disturbing me. My wife knows sometimes, when, the, when she don't worry me, or maybe my son comes, I'll do my head like this, I'll say, Men are laughing. The boys are laughing. They know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Praise God. Uh-huh. No, say I don't tell you. If I don't do anything for, for you today, no, say I tell you. So just pray for yourself. Remember, we'll continue a singles masterclass. In singles masterclass, the other part of the sermon, I'm going to talk about, I'm going to teach from Genesis and how God made man and the order and the pattern for marriage and the pattern for marriage for the woman. So you don't want to miss it. Please, I beg you. Block that day in your calendar. I will, I will spend time that day, please. Pray for your spouse. Pray for yourself. You will not marry erroneously. My dad used to tell us, he said, you will never marry a, a knife for a wife. What he used to tell us. Just pray for yourself. Just pray for yourself. Librando Kasuri Andasha. 
this morning, I disengage you from every demonic and negative relationship. Every relationship that will not take you to where God has planned for you. I, I, cause, I cause enmity. I cause enmity. And when they start begging you, when they, when they break up with you, don't go and beg. If you go and beg, they may beat you because I'm the one that said it. I cause enmity. I cause that. I, I, I say there will, be a, there will be lack of desire. I disengage you in the spirit. I unplug you. I unplug you. Prando kasu pranda siprosh. Rakepanusa in the kasilis. I disconnect you right now. For those of you who don't have relationships yet, I call forth your spouse. Libronda Shumbra Shukali. I call forth your spouse. I call forth that man. Oh, for those of you who have not found yourself, oh, you will hear a still small voice behind you telling you this is the way, walk in it. You receive clarity by the Spirit and you receive grace to do. Zupronda Sikale Makupali Abash Radabalendaya. I call forth godly homes, godly marriages. Every man or woman that will kill you, that will not allow you to go where God wants you to go, I disconnect you from them. Every information you need to walk in the light of the gospel of Christ for your marriage, for your relationship, I call it forth by the power of the Spirit and in the name of Jesus. Every lustful or evil desire, every habit, I break it now. 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 Every addiction is broken. Every addiction is broken. Every addiction is broken. Every unholy, lustful desire broken. Suprendo shikale nanuka inake suprendo shuprik. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lebo kasubianda kashush. Rambareba roparebaka Rabareba sobranda balebosia Aname kale kaya kaya tale babasa Makupale do Makupale do me I call forth industrious men. I call you forth to sit on your high places. I speak to the, the, the males, the guys. Whatever has held you bound, I call forth industry. Surendo Bali. Kuzanda Katush Rado Brenda Asumaliaka. Holy Spirit, just move. Move like a fire. We receive your love when you come like a flood. Like a flood. We receive your love when you come like a flood. Like a flood, we receive your love. 
Some of you, you are going to feel a hot sensation in your chest. The Lord is turning your desires towards him. Some of you are struggling with homosexual desires and homosexual attraction. The Lord is turning your desires towards him. He's turning your desires towards him. Bo somebody Zurianda Kasulia. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your touch, Holy Spirit, on everyone here. Thank you because people have been released. Next year is a year of marriages. A year of godly marriages. Our faces become radiant. Our countenance become radiant. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name have we prayed. Thank you, everybody. See you at Masterclass. Thank you for listening to the CGMI Living Springs Godful Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at CGMI underscore Springs.